Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And it's been a while again, hasn't it? Um, I make no excuses for this except to say that we've been having some work done on our house. And so uh, it's not really the most conducive environment to uh, record a podcast with some incessant banging all the way through the back of it. Um, It has been raining here, so I apologise in advance if that starts and the noise on the roof on the lean-to gets picked up in the recording, but I'm not a professional. I don't have a professional studio. This is all recorded in my home, so we have to make do with the best that we can. So how are we all doing? What interesting energy we're all in. So uh, for those of you that listen later, 
This is the 26th of July, 2021. And we've just had Freedom Day. We're coming out of restrictions. And that in itself has been bringing up a lot of stuff for people. And it's been really interesting for me, um, as those of you who have listened to the previous podcast about moving through dimensions. And we were using the analogy of, you know, moving from the third to the fifth, using the fourth like a lift or an elevator, uh, carrying us betwixt the two. But what I've come to realize, just to add on to that, is you don't get in the elevator and get out of the elevator and it's done. You get in the elevator on third. Sometimes you're stuck in the fourth trans forming between the two. Sometimes you're out at the fifth and then for some reason you get back in and go back down and you come back out on the third again. So if you're feeling like the energy is very dodgy and like you can't get a grip on anything at the moment, you're not alone. Uh, it's the it's the times we're in and lucky us, our souls chose to come back for this, didn't they? So uh, we only have ourselves, our higher selves to blame. <laughs> So anyway, I've got a couple of listener questions today and I've got a whole list of things that I still want to talk to you guys about, but uh, we'll see what we can get through. So first things first, let's talk about Nikki. So wonderful Nikki messaged me and she has really, really been through it. And I just want to share with you her message and then talk to you all a little bit about my take on the questions that she's raised. So Nikki says, hi Hannah, I listen to your podcasts often, I think they're lovely. I hope you don't mind, I have a question, I'm just wondering what your beliefs are. My baby passed away very recently. I'm obviously absolutely devastated. She is the centre of my whole world. I absolutely believe that she is around me. I've experienced signs and messages have absolutely bowled me over. And if I told other people, they wouldn't ever believe me. I'm so grateful for these signs and messages. What do you think happens with the spirit of a baby? Babies and children in this world are small and vulnerable, aren't they? They must be different in the spirit world because babies are so pure. Do you believe that the spirit of a baby child will want to be reborn? Have you had any experience of this? So this is just such a huge topic and I have already said this to Nikki, but Nikki, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, I'm so sorry to anybody who's experiencing a terrible grief at the moment. It's horrendous what some people go through. So what I want to talk about here is my current understanding of our souls and our experience here on earth because uh, that has recently evolved my understanding and I know you've heard me say this before but I do always have to say this I, I hold on to the right with this podcast to evolve to change my mind to learn more to get it wrong because that's how we grow that's how we learn um, and if we always waited for complete and utter purity of understanding we'd be waiting forever and uh, one of the things that's been coming up with me recently is in my conversations with the spirit world is that there are certain things that we are just not evolved enough to be able to understand yet the human 
physicality, the flesh shell that we find ourselves in is not evolved enough to be able to comprehend all of the things that we want, all of those questions that we ask. And I find that really fascinating. And I might have mentioned this before, but one of my friends is doing an amazing art therapy degree. And she told me that in the Middle Ages, uh, people were not evolved enough to be able to see the colour blue. Their consciousness had not evolved enough to be able to see that colour. And I just find that such a fascinating concept because we like to think of ourselves at the top of the food chain, don't we? And if you think about that uh, diagram with the monkey becoming the human, you know, we like to think we're at the top, at the peak. And what Spirit have been teaching me recently is that in years in the future, they will have the Homo sapien, the human, and we will be right down the pecking order. <laughs> we think we're really evolved. We are not. And so that's one of the difficulties with this kind of work is that you have to kind of accept you don't know it all and that you can't ever know it all. You can only become an expert at the level of consciousness we are currently at. And I am in no way, shape or form an expert. But here's my take. So my current understanding is if you think of the soul as, okay, we're going to do this as a lotus flower. This is the image that Spirit are giving me at the moment. So if you think about a beautiful many petaled lotus, okay, and that is our complete soul. But when we come to the earth to have an experience, it's just one fragment of that flower that actually comes here. So it's one petal, and that is our current existence, the bit, the spark of spirit that's within you. I don't believe it's our entire soul for many reasons. The first one being that, as you know, there is no such thing as time. Time is a human construct, but we're all obsessed, me included, with our past lives and the previous experiences that we've had. Well, isn't it interesting that if there is no such thing as time, our soul is currently experiencing that? How can that be? Because I am here. I am in the present. And my take on that is we are all parts of a bigger entity. So we have all of these fragments, all of these petals that create our soul. And then our soul, that flower, is part of a garden, which is the spirit world as a whole, overseen by God, by the great spirit, however you want to call it. And so these tiny little petals that are within us are connected still to the lotus flower and connected still to the garden of the spirit world. Is that a good analogy? I hope so. They just gave it to me while I was talking, but it, it works, doesn't it? So within that, it's not all of us that comes here. It's one fragment, one aspect. And it's a really interesting thing to do. One of the things I've been doing with my members recently is when we've been doing our spiritual connection group, we have been connecting to our higher selves like talking to a spirit guide, but it's us, it's our own soul, it's our own self, and that is available to everybody. So there's that. Now, um, another aspect of the many-petaled lotus and all of these fragments of the soul is 
some people, and I'm not 100% sure where I sit on this at the moment, this is something that's just come in with me that I'm digesting. Some people believe that we come here to live the life we're currently having many different ways, many different times, like sliding doors. And so some of those petals are experiencing the life you're in right now, but with different choices, different experiences, different situations. So it's always an interesting uh, way of looking at things. So we've got this experience of the soul, but we've also got the many different experiences of this life for that soul. And when we go back to the spirit world, when we go home, we can take all of the information that we've learned from all of our different choices and different experiences, even within the same life for our soul's unfoldment, growth and learning. So that's that aspect of it. And I hope that makes sense, Nikki. It's just a really big topic, which is why when I emailed you back, I said that I wanted to answer you in full when I recorded, because that that just that fragment of it is massive. So there's that, that aspect. Your beautiful daughter has gone back, that little petal, that fragment has gone back to the essence of her as a whole. And so when I communicate, I've had amazing evidence come through from babies and our logical human brain says, well, that baby can't communicate. That baby was born before they learned to speak. That baby was born before they could, you know, they had the intellect to be able to understand what a sign is or what this is or what that is. And actually, I think it's that they go back to the infinite wisdom of the spirit world and your baby's fragment of soul that's part of a much bigger soul that all loves you, that whole soul loves you, not just the fragment, all of it. And that's what's trying to let you know that they're with you. That is what's trying to, she's trying to show you that she's there, but she is also whole and complete. And she is a baby, but she's also not a baby because in the spirit world, souls are fully formed and beyond language, beyond intellect, beyond all of those things that we value so much as human beings. It's all just thought and energy and emotion and presence. So that's how I believe that she's able to bring you signs and bring you her presence and bring you that comfort because she's, it's, it's so important. She knows how important that is to you. And so that's how she's doing it. And then I know that you replied, Nikki, and I'm just going to continue with this now, which is um, I would really like a reading with you, but I'm wondering if you can help me with a concern I have. And then you apologise for it being a little bit deep and dark. Never apologise for that, Nikki. You have to ask the questions. If you don't ask the questions, we'll never be able to find the answers and we can hold ourselves back so much. In life and spirit, I have family members that haven't been very nice people at all. I'm nervous to have a reading because I don't want to hear from these people. And I also worry that they would be around my little girl. With this in mind, do you think spirit are aware? And do you think my little girl is safe? And then you said, I'm sorry again. <laughs> and you said, I remember that you said the spirit world is full of light and love. So I suppose that means she is safe. I have trouble connecting the two. 
So, um, where do I start with this? Okay, the first thing I want you to get rid of is the idea of good or bad. There are only deeds. Now, I know that there are people who have lived on earth who have done terribly dark and horrible things, but that is their human self, not their spirit self. So the soul is only light and love. It's humans that are not light and love. And, oh God, I'm hoping I can find the right words for this, Nikki. So I remember going to see Gordon Smith and Kyle Gray do an event in London. And, and Gordon Smith was doing a talk about the spirit world only being light and love, and that we all go to the same place, that there is no hell. And I remember someone in the audience putting their hand up and saying, not Hitler though. And he went, yeah, Hitler. And everyone went, oh, because they couldn't get their head around it. So I'm going to try and I'm going to try. Right. So there is bad on earth. People are selfish and greedy and cruel and horrible. Now, some of those acts are carried out by souls that have agreed to teach you a lesson. We all know we're here to learn, right? And we don't learn in the nice stuff. We learn in the hard and horrible stuff. So sometimes you can have somebody who interacts with you in a terribly negative way because your soul needs that for that experience, for your growth, for your learning. And that sounds really cold and clinical, doesn't it? It's okay to be beaten down by that person because that's what you needed for your soul's growth. But what you've got to add into that is the complete unconditional love of the spirit world. So I know I've mentioned this analogy before, but it's very much like a toddler learning to walk. That's how spirit always show it to me. We are the toddlers. You know, you have to let them fall. You have to let them bump their bottoms. You have to let them go through that shock of falling to learn to pick themselves up. And it's the same for our soul growth. Sometimes the spirit world has to let us experience the worst stuff, the most painful things, because our souls agreed to that because our soul knows that we need it for our journey, for our growth. So in the spirit world, nobody is dark or horrible. Now, there will be people that will have huge amounts of regret and upset about the way that they've treated you. So my understanding of the soul's journey is that when we move into spirit, when we die in our physical form, that fragment, that petal of our soul goes back to the whole, the whole flower in that garden and we are healed and we are cleared and we go back to being that spark of the divine. And when we go through that process as part of the process, in that space of love and support, we are able to look back through our lives and the choices we made, good and bad. And we are able to understand the decisions we took and how that plays out in our life. And I have to say, guys, I just read an amazing book um, that's just about to be published, and I will let you all know when it will be published. It explains this very, very well. Uh, Melanie, shout out to you, uh, because she did it so beautifully. She did it far more eloquently than I ever could, so that you can kind of understand the point that I'm trying to make here. 
So it's not about being here and being good all the time. It's about endeavouring to be the best that you can be whilst understanding that the human experience by default is difficult and hard and arduous and sometimes you will be greedy and sometimes you will get it wrong and sometimes you will be selfish or mean or unkind. I went out for lunch with a friend of mine today and I was saying to it, you know, it's the hardest thing is to accept that you are the bad guy in other people's stories. And I know that we have talked about that before on this podcast. So there will be people around your daughter looking after her, energies looking after her and supporting her because the spirit world is nothing but love and support. But weirdly, some of those people may be people that you don't know, Nikki, because They'll have been waiting in your daughter's soul group to welcome her back home from her experience. And part of my job as a medium, if you book a reading with me, is to work with the will of the spirit world. And what that sometimes means is I have to allow people to come in who need to say sorry. Now, on the flip side of that, you don't have to deal with them. So if they come in and you know who it is and you don't want to talk to them, you are within your rights to say to that medium, I don't want to talk to this person. Please, could you send them away? And we will thank them for coming and say that you're not ready and they will know and they will go back and there will be no judgment there. There's never judgment. But it is part of my work to allow whoever is the most appropriate spirit to step forward, to step forward. And although you're the one that's booked the reading and paid for the reading, when you're working with the will of the spirit world, the person that that steps forward, it can also be part of their healing. So when you're working with the will of the spirit world, it isn't necessarily about what's always best for the sitter, although of course that plays a part in it, a massive part in it, but sometimes it can also be what's best for the soul and they're two different things. So um, the spirit world are very clever. I mean, if you book a mediumship reading, generally speaking, in my experience, you don't just get one spirit link, you get several and that kind of helps because Say, for example, I did a reading for somebody I know quite well the other day and their father came through and they didn't have a great relationship with their father. He was a very difficult man, but he came in to say sorry. And we spent a little bit of time with him because it needed to be evidential. She needed to know it was him saying sorry. He said his apologies. She said, "Okay, I hear that. I'm not quite ready for it yet, but I hear it. And that was all that we could do in that day to bring healing between those two souls. Then her mother came in where she had a brilliant relationship and brought the love and the memories and the comfort. Um, But I had to allow that father in because it's part of his journey and her journey that he's allowed to say sorry. So it's such a hard and complex thing to talk about. But essentially, in the spirit world, there is only light and love. There is only good stuff. We as humans have lost our way. We as humans are power hungry or selfish or can't process our hurts properly. And so. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Pass them off to others and cycles of behavior and, and things like that are carried on within families and escalated and made worse mental illness mental disharmony all that kind of thing so that's all the human experience and as soon as we move into the spirit world all of that is gone so i know your little girl is safe nikki if that helps i know that she is i know that she will have been received back into love into warmth into that feeling of coming home and being held. And I know that she is with you, sending you that love, sending you that comfort because she is okay. So she is able to do that. Um, so I hope that helps and do, do not be afraid to email me uh, if you've got more questions about that and anybody who's listening to this. It's podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk. That's podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk. Hit me with your questions because this is what I'm here for. I think that spirituality, mediumship is so confusing and let's work together. I'm on a journey, you're on a journey. Let's work together to put all this back together and try and make sense of it. So I hope that that helps, Nikki. It's always a really hard thing. Okay, so I've got another um, question from a listener here, and this is Cassidy, and Cassidy's in the US. Hooray! And I'm really glad that you're enjoying uh, the podcast. Uh, so you've got a question about twin flames. So twin flames. Now, I can only answer this from my slightly cynical perspective, Cassie and oh, Cassidy, sorry. And I think that's really important for me to be honest. I've got to own this, okay? Um, I'm oh, what am I? I've been I've been married to my husband for, for quite some time now, sixteen years, and I love my husband, but I am not a soppy romantic kind of girl. I'm a bit too much of a warrior energy for that. And so I come at things from a, a bit of a different perspective and I hope that this is the right perspective and not just my stuff getting in the way. But here's what I believe. I don't believe in the romantic, romanticized version of a twin flame. I don't believe it's that simple. So what I believe is certain people come into your life at certain times to teach you certain lessons, as I was saying to Nikki. So there is this, um, we have these agreements, you know, you need to come to this uh, this time and in this incarnation of your soul, you need to experience heartbreak, you need to experience grief you need to experience depression 
suicidal thoughts, unhappiness. You need to experience parents that starve you of love. You need to experience people that love you so much, but you can't accept that love for yourself. The list is endless. We all know somebody that's going through all sorts of different things, but that's not twin flame. And so my problem with twin flame is it buys into the very Disneyfied version of romantic love and relationships, which causes a massive problem for people because relationships are not easy. And guess what? You don't meet somebody and it takes away all of your rubbish and suddenly you're fixed and whole and healthy and brilliant. And there are so many people. I mean, it's reached the point now, um, as some of you, some of you will know, where I actually put that I don't do love readings on, on my booking system because I do want to help you if you want to receive love and you want to work on love the right way. But all love paths lead back to self and self-love. And if you're not willing to work on yourself and your relationship with yourself, then you're just waiting for some guy to come in, the tall, dark, handsome stranger, and fix it all for you. You're going to be disappointed because guess what? He doesn't do the fixing. You have to. And there's so much stuff out there about twin flames as that essence that completes you, as that essence that comes in, that brings you what you need in lessons and learning. And there's a real enabling thing. It's all right to be treated like utter shit from him because he's teaching you a lesson in this life because he's your twin flame. Marvellous. Great. What a disempowering concept. And so I get really, I get when it comes to twin flame stuff. So here's my take. It's not twin flame. It's a hundred flames. And those a hundred different flames manifest in a hundred different ways in your life to press your buttons to help you grow. They are the people that said the kind word to you on the train when you thought hope was lost. They were the nurse that just held your hand and gave it a squeeze as you said goodbye to your grandmother. They're the person that stole from you, that stole your boyfriend. They're the person that um, broke your heart. They're the person that said the horrible word to you when you were at your most vulnerable moment and unleashed something within yourself that took you a decade to fix. That's all the flames. That's all of the different soul aspects and I think we've simplified it and dumbed it down and made it about romance because romantic readings sell you know it the number of people out there that are just focused on looking for love looking to be repaired looking to find that missing part well how about this the missing part is already inside of you and if you want a happy and healthy and fulfilled relationship you need two holes two whole selves building together or nearly whole we always learn and grow from each other building together to create a beautiful future not one person being dragged along by somebody else who's going to repair them and that's where my problem uh, with twin flames lies is the idea that they're going to bring you and soulmates if I'm completely honest because some of my soulmates in my life have been my best friends Shout out to Sue Quigley, who does readings with me. She's my soulmate, but not in the way that um, 
you only get one and that's it. She has brought me so much knowledge. She has been my cheerleader. She has supported me. She's held me accountable when I've been talking poppycock. Everybody needs people like that in their lives. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. And I think that we need to open up to many different roles, many different aspects, and also the many different aspects we've played in people's lives. That moment of kindness that we showed somebody, that smile at the old lady who was in her head thinking she was invisible. Um, the times that we've done something wrong, but actually we needed to, to project that person onto a path greater. And it doesn't excuse bad behaviour. I mean, goodness, it's so complex. And this is what I mean about us not being consciously evolved enough to be able to understand it all. It's just knowing in this web of life and action and free will and choice and integration. I'm so glad that we don't have to work it all out because I don't think I could. So probably not what you wanted to hear, Cassidy. Um, because I do know that when people, it's always a funny thing when someone books for a love reading and uh, they say all those sort of things like, oh, you know, uh, I've been with Barry for 20 years, but he doesn't appreciate me. And I've started seeing Kevin on the side, but Kevin's still with his wife. And I often think if Kevin really loved me, he would leave his wife. And all of the cards and all of the information from the spirit world says you have to love yourself to be able to receive love. You've got to work on you. And people just don't want to hear that. And it takes time and effort, you know, and my, I'm really lucky. I've changed loads since I've been with my husband and I was a bit broken when he met me. And I would, I'd take full credit for fixing myself. I fixed me and I fought to fix me and I prioritized myself and I sat in the dark with the bits I was scared of and we, I grew and I'm lucky that we grew together. And sometimes you grow with somebody and sometimes your growth means you leave them behind. Sometimes your growth means you finally do attract that person that you've been waiting for all that time, but you have to go through the journey to be in a compatible energy for them. There's just so many different connotations, but I find the whole twin, twin flame soulmate dialogue that we all buy into now is very one dimensional. Like it's, it's destiny and it's predestined and that's how it will be. And we will just follow this path and they will find us. And I actually believe it's far more complex than that. I believe that they will find you if you do the work that you need to do to get you to the space that you need to be so that you are compatible with their energy. But also if you take steps to put yourself out there. For example, say you're single and you're in your mid 40s and you know that you want a relationship and you say, it's okay, the universe will bring me somebody. And the spirit world are there going, well, she needs to join a dating site. She's never going to meet anybody if she just sits at home watching Netflix seven nights a week. You know, we have to take action as well. So there's so many complexities there. So I agree with Twin Flames as uh, somebody that come to teach you, somebody that here to bring you the lesson that you need. Um, I don't believe that they're an aspect of our soul that has 
flaked off and we need them the interaction to be complete um because i think as you can tell from the beginning of this podcast that our souls have flaked off in a million different directions in many different time frames and not just in this universe how about that for a thought part of your soul right now will be in a solar system living a life in a body that we don't even know exists that we can't even comprehend so uh yeah and that's why i find it so funny that us humans get so fixated on people's gender because right now i guarantee you are living a life an incarnation in your soul in the opposite gender to the one you find yourself right now and you probably love being whatever you are so uh yeah i don't come at it from fluffy casty and i'd love to know your thoughts on this so please do message me and let me know what you think um and I hope I've not popped a wonderful bubble for you, but I hope that you can take it and you can run with that and you can start, you know, be your own hero, rescue yourself. I bought myself a massive bunch of sunflowers today because I romance myself, guys. I do. I don't need somebody else to buy me flowers. I earn my own money. I bought my own flowers and they're beautiful. And this is where we need to be getting. It's working together for growth, working together to have experiences, to have a nice time to, you know, compatibility is really important. My husband and I like lots of the same things. He's not into spirituality. He thinks I'm a bit weird, but we both like food. We both like wine. We both like gin. We both like travel. We both want to, you know, do this to the house. We both have the same goals, the same outcomes. And so that really, really does help. But I don't think he's part of me. I honour the part of him that is separate to me. That's what I think is amazing. I don't believe my children are part of me. They are individual souls, aspects of those souls that have come here with me as their mum to learn whatever it is they need to learn from me. Hopefully good stuff, but who knows? And so that's the journey for me. It's complicated. I hope that makes sense. It's always so weird doing this podcast because you can never look at anybody's expression as see if they're sitting there going like, what the, what? While they're trying to work out what we've said. So I just want to finish today by talking about something uh, that I want to talk about, which is history. So I've had a bit of a funny few months with history and realizing how much I don't know. Now, full disclosure, I'm I'm quite good with spiritual stuff, but I don't really retain any knowledge. <laughs> don't retain anything. I'm good when I'm in my power and connected to spirit. But aside from that, it's a bit of a not a lot happening. And I've got a B in history, GCSE, and I want to make that clear, too. Uh, but... <laughs> I have realised recently how little I know. I've been watching The Crown. I have uh, went to see the musical Six. I've been listening to music from that. I've been watching Hamilton and listening to the music from that. And I've really had this realisation that even when we look back through our history, especially in England, the big land of ego, um, we don't teach the bits where we got it wrong. We don't teach the bits we're ashamed of. And I had no idea how our tiny, tiny little country had 
colonies all over the world, bits that we owned, bits that were under the crown and, and you know, I've been watching the crown and watching these people getting independence and everything like that. It's fascinating. And my mum said that when she was at school, they used to pull down a giant map and you'd see all of the British Empire coloured in and be like, this is what we own. Now, the problem, I think, for me is that although I always say to you guys, I didn't know I was a medium, I think I've always had a bit of a spiritual take on land. I don't really believe in... I mean, obviously, I don't want people camping in my back garden, but for this kind of, this is my country and I come from here and this is my country, I come from here. The world is so small now. We're all just the human race. And I know that's a bit like twee, but that's how I feel. I just don't get it anyway. There we go. And I find other cultures fascinating. They don't threaten me. I think it's, you live like that. Fascinating. I live like this. Isn't it good? Okay, that's it. Anyway. One of the things that I've really realized is that we have this um, sort of subconscious dialogue going on through all of our education system, which is becoming the ethos of people, the mentality of people, which is we don't admit that we've got it wrong. We have not been taught about the atrocities of decisions made by the human race. We are not taught about the atrocities that the English people have cast on the rest of the world. We are always just, there's always just a bit of an ego in these stories. And I find that really fascinating because I find that fascinating how it translates to the way that we behave as we go about our lives. And so many mediums that I work working with the people on my mentorship program that are trying to evolve and trying to grow they're so afraid of getting it wrong and I am so afraid of getting it wrong and sometimes that is holding me back now I know I've mentioned that before but I wanted to just add that little take on look at look at part of where it might come from is this absolute refusal to admit that we were wrong, that we were greedy, that our king was grabby, that we take from people, that we were involved in horrible things. There's always this sort of sanitizing that happens. And the trouble with that is it's taking away from the human experience. And the human experience here is suffrage. It's to get it wrong, it's to have a bad experience, and it's to learn and to grow from it. So if we're not talking about the times that we get it wrong, then we're not learning fully and growing from them. And it's one of those funny things, isn't it, with your children. I I remember saying to my children not too long ago, well, I got it wrong. I made a mistake. I'm a, I'm a human being. And, and then being like, oh, because rather than making excuses or trying to explain where I came in from or how I did this or how I did that, I just got it wrong. And that's that. And they are learning and I was learning how to be a parent. It wasn't my best work. That's how why we're here. But why are we so afraid to say that? Why are we so afraid to say that to each other? I'm really sorry. I just messed that up a bit. My head was somewhere else and I misinterpreted what you said. Why do we have to buy into this dialogue of... It's a restriction. It's holding us all back. So I just wanted to talk about that because... Uh, yeah, viva la revolution. 
I'm quite excited for us as we move into the fifth dimension. And I think these things are coming up for us to look at ourselves. And all of those little tiny, tiny, tiny things can add up into much bigger and greater things if we're all doing it. If when somebody cuts you up on the road, and you know that I get terrible road rage, so there's no judgment here. But if out eight out of 10 times you're able to go, don't worry, you go first, have a nice day, rather than taking it personally, because you know that the other day you cut somebody up because you were, your head was in the clouds and you were thinking about what to cook for dinner or this, that and the other. If we just allow that and start accepting that we're not here to be perfect and we all get things wrong and we get things wrong as a country, our leaders get things wrong, we get things wrong, as parents we get things wrong, as friends we get things wrong. Doesn't that just allow everybody a bit more space to experience and grow? The same space, if you offer it to other people, it can be the same space that you then receive back because you will then allow yourself to grow, to get it wrong, to shift. And that's so important with mediumship. It's so important for spiritual development. You're not going to get it right all the time. Fact. No medium does. Sometimes you will get it wrong. Sometimes you will mess it up. You've got to be comfy with that. If you only want to get it right all of the time, you've got a much, much harder journey ahead of you. So there we go, 40 minutes, just like that, kaboom. I hope you've all enjoyed it. And as I said, please do email me at podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk. But also, if you can please share the podcast, leave me a review. Um, it really does help with my ratings and getting me out there more and more, um, which is, can only be a good thing, surely. And uh, I uh, look forward to hearing from you all and speaking to you again soon. Have a lovely day. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.